When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that. And uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Footwork. I'm Sean. And I'm Dylan. And each week we're bringing stories and tips from around the globe as we dive into our journey abroad. Outline what it takes to follow our dream and hopefully yours, even if it's not soccer. So Dale V. Gates, where are you at? Looks like you're on some I wish I was out somewhere. on this field. Yeah, so this is the Notre yeah. State field with the stands in the back. I wish I was out here, man. Giant, giant, giant waiting game. Basically had to go back and listen to the uncertainty episode again because that's where we are in life right now in Germany. Um, Indeed. COVID numbers going down, uncertainty still going up. And yeah, I mean, hopefully there's tentative you know, people guessing about when we'll restart, if we'll restart. So we I shall see at this point. My opinion, the latest we will start training is March 1st. The numbers are Let's headed hope. in the right I mean, direction. I just, hope that, I just hope that we somehow just start playing as soon as possible. However, they figure out yeah. how to stack the rest of these games. It'll Maybe, be really fun to play I mean, two games a week, though. That would be best case scenario. Fire. That's best case scenario. I love that. Yeah, exactly. Saturday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Sunday, whatever it is. Whatever it is, make it work. So um, I was I was telling the story to someone yesterday. So for those of you who remember, Sean and I, it was Sean's first. Sean graciously gave it to me. Graciously is an interesting term for this bike. But we had a bike called Triumph. Um, basically, Triumph tried its hardest, but it had a chain problem and thus always had a lot of problems. It was just... It was just a giant liability. If that chain came off, you were going down a hill. You couldn't break. Um, we were coming back in the rain one time, um, and the chain must have fell off like six times in pouring, pouring rain. Um, but I was telling the story to someone yesterday, and I don't know if we told it on the pod, but it's just so funny that as I got an, a bike from a secondhand store, finally, like my own bike, um, you had tried to bring it to a bike store you remember this you brought it to a bike <laughs> store and this guy thought it was so funny he literally like said no like for spare parts like you gave it to him like do you want this for free and this guy was like no man get that fucking thing out of my shop so but then let's let's keep the story going then i i now now i have uh i have two bikes at this time at this point mm -hmm. So I have my bike, my new bike, and I have my old bike. So Hercules and Triumph. Hercules and Triumph. Hercules is a beast. beast. I, still, still going great. New seat and all. And uh, so I bring it. I bring Triumph to like this center of this little area, part of the city. I mean, there's so much traffic. Oh, it's a marketplace. Wood like, traffic, it's literally bike traffic, a, marketplace. a yeah. lot of car traffic. It's just a ton of people walking around moving. Yeah, on. a lot of restaurants, I a lot put of cafes. It on the main walkway on a bike rack, unlocked, and it didn't get taken for weeks. I think no, it took, no, 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 months, months. Was it months? 
it months, was a dude, very that, we long came back, time we came back like two months later and the thing was still there yeah and it's funny because i feel like no it was it. moved it wasn't on the same bike rack someone took it so it's like wait no they were like nah nah that's not gonna happen that's so funny though literally for free a bike owner didn't want it and no one in an entire city wanted it no and meanwhile here you are your seat gets taken you know you leave a bike overnight once at a train station and it gets taken god there's levels levels, that's hilarious though but what are we talking about today shawnee so today we're going to piggyback off of the highlight video and CV episode yeah. that we released last week um, because this goes hand in hand with it. And that is combines, invite only tryouts, um, open tryouts, things that are, um, how can I, how can I say it? I mean, little, I think like they're like a rite of passage, honestly, if you are not right. from, if you're not like coming out and getting offers, like, you know, we weren't. It's kind of a rite of passage in in the U.S. It seems like, I mean, if you have connections, good on you. But this happened. I mean, most people I know have gone to some combine yeah. or tryout, invite only or open tryout. So, yeah, we're gonna break we're gonna break some down that we we've done, mm-hmm. ones we've heard about, um, things you should be looking for um, when deciding tips. prices, tips. All of this. I mean, there's we've done we've done a handful, but there's also a handful we haven't done. Right. So we're gonna do what we usually do and pretend that we're experts and just you know talk our shit today. Yeah. So, Sean, before we before we get into that, I want to know what you're reading. What are you reading right now? I have it right here. I was reading in my break. Love that. You came Fine. prepared. This is a hint. I'm using a <laughs> ripped envelope as my bookmark. Oh, you can't. Oh see my it. god. Oh no, you can't see it. Hold you on, can't me... see it. It's uh, all right. What what I'm reading, it's a hint. So I will show it to you during this episode. But it's called Leadership Strategy and Tactics. Jocko Willink. It is. Uh, <laughs> Wait, and I know what you're thinking. Probably everyone is Sean reading another Jocko book. That's, That's weird. crazy. That's crazy. That's not um, like him. It it is a phenomenal book. Um, and I actually catch myself rereading what I read because. Like the, it, everything that it's mentioned in it is so good that like I want to just I want to remember everything I read. But then again, when I keep reading new stuff, it's like, oh, wow, that's that's a really good. That's point why well. that's why I like buying my own books instead of um, either like getting it lent to me or doing the libraries because you can take notes. Yeah, I like taking notes in some books or like folding the pages or putting right. in post notes like because, yeah, I mean it's very easy for information to come in and go out. I don't remember anything I learned in college. So it's, it's tough. It's very tough, but yeah. 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 I'm excited Um, to switch that book with you though. Yeah. This is a good one. And I never signed up for that deal, but, uh, you will, will. but yeah, so, so that will be a coming episode. Stay tuned for that. Um, there's a little preview. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. back to uh, the combines and my only tryouts. No, so, yeah. So anyway, what I'm reading right now. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. You can't. See, can you see him? Uh, a little quick look. No, I'm actually dual reading, trying something where I read two books at the same time. So one is Utopia for Realists. Um, it's a very interesting book. This guy's 
kind of making the case for UBI, universal basic income, mm-hmm. um, lower working uh, weeks, uh, shorter working weeks, I should say, and um, open borders, but I haven't gotten to that point yet. So interesting book. Mm-hmm. I think you'll like it too, Sean. And then this next one, How Soccer Explains the World, which is not coming up on our YouTube green screen. <laughs> it's an unlikely theory of globalization. And this has been super interesting. It goes into hooliganism in um, throughout Europe and how it's kind of shaped and came form after World War II. Um, the London clubs, they go into Chelsea a lot. So Chelsea, I guess, had one of the biggest, baddest firms back in like the 60s and 70s where they would just go to Burnley away and kick the shit out of people. And I mean, unfortunately, it looks like a lot of these hooliganism like things started as like fascist groups mm-hmm. post World War II that were kind of like right gangs. It's a gang. Yeah, but they were like, yeah, they were gangs, but they were like they were like Hitler, like um apologists and shit so it, it's like really weird but it's um it's super interesting a lot of it but I now mean, back Sean, back now back then chelsea had they had chelsea fans had nothing to look forward to so i guess that was as good as it no gets, they didn't and i guess terrible. they were they were such a huge like working class club like one of the working mm. class clubs of london and then in the 90s they just became this like cosmopolitan club and like the city almost turned against like everything so, so Chelsea, Roman, pretty crazy. Knowledge. Now they're getting into how corrupt like Brazil has been throughout the years, and all right, we could trade. I'll take it back. Crazy. This one's this one's nice. I I like really recommend this to a couple. Where people. did you find that? My dad got it for for me for um for Christmas. I guess he read it and he nice. Yeah, he got it for me, and I'm like, Dad, I can't put this shit down right now. It's so it's good, amazing. honestly. But yeah. That's what we're reading, people. But we're let's get I back digress. into what this podcast is about. Yeah, digress yeah. for us, Sean. Start us off. Yeah. So, um, like Dylan mentioned, this is kind of a rite of passage, especially for the typical American that like doesn't really have connections or might know someone that's played professional, goes to college, finishes college. You're not scouted at all. Um, I mean, Especially, a lot of the times you have no idea like what's next, right? We, like you like, have no idea what we to do. You just don't know how it works. No, um, I had no idea. The only thing I knew was like a few teams and like NPSL teams. Right. And then. Right. And you just don't know. Then you have the combine, which is for those of you that don't know, a combine is basically or what it's advertised as is you pay money. You pay a certain amount of money. Um, that can range from $100, $200, 150 500 And you go and play for a certain number of days at a field where there are scouts from teams, uh, U.S. teams, European teams. I mean, really anywhere in the world. There, there can be yeah, for each there. one, it depends on who they have, yeah. You can find combines for basically any, any continent. I don't think yeah. Antarctica has one. but uh, Not yet. Penguin FC coming <laughs> soon. Um, yeah. And then, and then you play well. And the idea is that they will then invite you over. Um, usually it can, it can be for a direct contract. This once again, it, it depends on the combine. They can offer you a direct contract right there, or they say, okay, come on over. Now we want to give you a trial with a team, which a trial yeah. with a team, which probably just, happens more often wouldn't you say, yeah, which means you are just going to train with that team as if you were part of the team. Usually standard is one week, two weeks, um, up to a month 
A month is pretty long. And go back and listen to the trials episode for more information. That was a good one. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And that's it. So even if you don't know soccer and these combines, you can just see from everything I just said, there's a lot of ifs and a lot of questionable things. And unfortunately, as a player, you're not really in a position to like complain or change it because there is no, there is very little opportunity otherwise. Look, you have no power. You have zero power coming out of this. Like Sean and I, we had a few connections, but zero power. Absolutely none. I mean, you got to think of it. And the U.S. especially is, it's, it's resume. It's, it's not necessarily how does this guy play in front of me right now? For some reason, U.S., we don't like to use our eyes very much for like the present. We like to go off of like what it says on this paper. So where did he play? Well, this guy played at Duke, but, you know, he never played. He was hurt. Oh, but let's look at him as opposed to, oh, this kid played at SUNY Oneonta, started for four years Mm -hmm. and, you know, led his team to Final Fours. Like it's, it's, it's very funny in that regard is that mm-hmm. we still continue to, to, to go off these pieces of paper yeah. and they laugh at us across around the world. But, you know, some combines still do this. Some teams still do this. A lot don't. A lot of them are changing how kind of we perceive and how we scout. And I think those are mm-hmm. some yeah. really good aspects to all of these, I'm sure, um, even the ones we don't know. Um, but I mean, to start it off, we, I met, we've talked about some of the ones that we've done in our story and I mean, we talk about no burning bridges. I don't think any of these guys are listening to this, whoever runs this combine. If they are, I really don't care because InfoSport, which they did it, the last year they did it was 2016. So that's when we were graduating that winter, January. For those of you who know, in the US, there's an MLS combine in January too. And... Man, this this company, InfoSport, I don't know how many years they did it for, but they basically send out mass emails to all colleges, college coaches. And, you know, your college coach may inform you and stuff. So it's funny. There was actually a, a handful of SUNYAC guys there besides Pell and I, the mm-hmm. goalie, um, down in Florida. So, you know, you pay a lot to sign up. I can't remember exactly what the sign-up fee was, but then there's the flight, there's the hotel, and there's the car rental. So, I mean, there was a lot of costs adding up and you get there and there's maybe seven full fields of teams. Like you get assigned to a team, you get a coach and you train and then you play 11 v 11s. And when you think about it, I mean, I don't know exactly what the ratio were or ratio was, and this is something we'll get into and why ratio is kind of important. And this is, I mean, there was like upwards of, maybe 400 players, something like this, 300 players, 400 players, maybe more 500 players to like 11 coaches, 12 coaches coming in and out. And Sean and I talked about this off air beforehand when we were planning this is that for this one, these coaches are going for a paycheck because they have the MLS combine right after you. So this mass email combine that they send it out to all the coaches you're getting tons of d3s tons of d2s tons of the uh, smaller d1s and you know i'm going in there thinking i have a real shot and you know 
kind of naive to it, telling people like, I'm, you know, I'm going on professional tryouts because it just, we didn't know any better. We didn't know any better. And a lot of the time when you're starting out, it's nice to have that attention. So like the clout is kind of nice. So, you know, you're just telling people I'm going for these professional tryouts in front of MLS and USL coaches. I mean, but little did I know I'm, and I bawled, man, I bawled. Ask Pell, if Pell listens to the this one, which he listens to like one out of every five. I I bawled, made it to, there was a, like an all-star game at the end mm-hmm. and bawled in that. And I think coming away from it, I heard that one player um, or two players in the entire hundreds and hundreds um, were asked to go on another trial or asked to no one was signed. No one was signed. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. They said that they were going to give out these player evaluations. And this was part of the sign up thing. Like what they tempt you is they'll recommend what level you can play at and they'll give you people to contact. Mm-hmm. Never. If you look on their Instagram right now, there's one guy who comments like on every picture. It was like, so about those player evaluations. So about those player evaluations. But I mean, that Instagram, they still have the Instagram. They haven't posted in 278 weeks or whatever it was, but they aren't doing them anymore unless they're doing them under a different name. So be wary of them. Which is like that. Yeah, it is likely. It is very likely. So be wary of those ones that they're doing in and around the MLS combine because you know, it's, it's a shot, but it's not really a shot. No, no. Maybe I'm a little tight that, but I mean, everyone who wins, you you have have to feel a little bit add up, add up one plus one and realize what's going on. Because when you have 500, 500, (laughs) you have 500 players and you have all of these MLS and Mm. USL coaches with that many players and they're working with you one on one, and you know you could have kids that have never kicked a ball in their life. They played intramural when they were U10, and you could have a top D1 prospect that didn't get in the draft. Like, all right, what? There's there's something wrong here. And yeah, yeah. I went to uh, so right around that time, I couldn't go to this. I wanted to go with you guys, but I was student. I do remember I that. Yeah, yeah. And I wound up going to uh, my cousin lived out in Portland, so I went to. Portland Timbers too. the USL team had an open tryout. So I figured, okay, this was like a month later, but it worked in my break uh, with regular schools. So I said, okay, I'm going to fly out there. I can stay with him. I think it was like 150 bucks sign up. Um, and you played in the Timber stadium. That was where the tryout was for three days. And once again, there's probably 150, 200 kit players. Um, you are working with the staff. I don't know. They're probably youth coaches. Um, so it's not then, the assistant or the head coach. No, or, it's not the assistant. No first or the team head coaches. Coach, no first team coaches. Um, and I don't even think it was second the USL coaches either. It was definitely like the youth teams or like PDL coaches. Gotcha. And um, yeah, I thought I did okay. Thought I did pretty well actually. But looking back now, um, how was the level? Like I just said, there's a players who cannot play at all. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there was there was one player that like. He didn't get signed, and because he didn't get signed, I'm convinced like it was never, it was never gonna sign. Like he was a number ten, yeah. yeah. He was unreal, scored so many goals and assists, and they they were an nothing issue. else. Nothing. See, that's a that's the problem. So it's like when you see a kids. talent like that, where he for sure could be playing USL, and he was young, and he doesn't get anything, and he doesn't get anything. I was like, okay, 
you always think, you know, while you're doing it, oh, no, there's just a lot of bad players. They could filter them out. But, like, mm-hmm. the problem is when you have a lot of bad players in, a, in, this, in an event like this and they don't group you together with the better players and you're grouped with bad players, you can't show everything you could do. Because if – you know what I'm saying? So in it's what they're comparing it to because it'll always be – yeah, it's it's it tough to to see. Oh, wow, this player looks great, but he's playing as a kid that has one leg and two left feet. Damn. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, is he that good? And and they'll always in their head, it can be like, all right, well, he's good against these players, but if he played with the team, he would never be that good. There's always that bias of comparison in their heads. That right. exactly, like, oh yeah, he's showing it against some 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 dweebs and some baseball cleats. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like there was definitely a few of those. (laughs) There's definitely a few. I dude, it is funny. I've been to a combine where there was a kid wearing baseball cleats. I won't say it for the for 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 the you know obvious reasons, but there was a kid wearing baseball cleats. Yeah. (sighs) Um so so it is what you got. It was my first experience. I realized okay, I need to be a little smarter with this. It was it was very cool to train in the timber stadium for three days. Yeah. Um, So for I mean for to take some of the positives be a cool experience and you kind of understand tryouts and having how to prepare your body for like a three-day tryout because it's much different yeah because usually i mean usually the first day is a lot of um skill work passing getting you integrated and then small-sided maybe some small-sided and then the next days it's usually kind of the same but ends with a big game so usually Mm -hmm. two days two days of 11 v 11 yeah. So, I mean, especially if you're not on a team and in football form, those three day tryouts are are pretty damn wearing. So, yeah, I guess one positive from that is 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 knowing how to take care of your body from both of these bad experiences. I'd say right. if we're going to good, the bad, the ugly, these these are the maybe the ugly ones. These are the worst. These are the ugly. These are the worst. Yeah. And but at the same time, some of the positives um i got to go to florida in january and yeah you kind of learn how to prepare your body for a three-day tryout right and knowing what it takes and how to just shut yourself back off when you're back in the hotel and stuff like these exactly and we'll get into some more positives that every single combine and tryout can give you um but to talk about a few more we both did soccer visa Mm -hmm. um so i did we did one together and then I got a contract in Australia and then came back and I did another one to get seen in some in front of some other guys. Mm-hmm. So for us, did we do soccer, soccer visa first or did we do the soccer pass first? So we did soccer pass first. That was in the summer. We did soccer pass. Okay, let's do soccer pass first. So that was so in the summer. First week in September. Uh, in Virginia. Do you Virginia. remember how much that cost? Maybe 250 300 no, I think it was it wasn't as much. It was a hundred bucks, maybe. It wasn't as much, really. Maybe you got a hundred bucks yeah. because you knew the owner. Yeah, so so I think it was a hundred yeah. bucks. So this, I mean, we could talk about this. I I knew the guy that he played with my cousin in college, so uh, I think I think I paid a hundred bucks. I, I can't really remember, but it was not more than two hundred. I know that it me. wasn't a very expensive combine. No. So no. I know that it was not very expensive. Um, it's down in Virginia. I mean, we have four of us. So four me, us. you, Pell, and Riv, we all took yeah. a nice trip down to Virginia. So, I mean, that alone was just super fun. Yeah. Um, it was very, very hot. On it was turf. super hot. It was super really hot. On turf. hot. Super hot. It was and very that's, hot. I remember that. 
one of the cool things was that um what's his name ran one of the sessions that was or two of the sessions Luis yeah Luis Bomorte so being run by someone who played for for Portugal arsenal, national West team and arsenal is i mean that alone was was very cool and you could mm. say that alone is it's worth the money right um it was i think it was another 3 day one so yeah. it was i thought it was run structurally well i think the talent wise varied in that one yeah a little variation. bit more so there were some really good players and then i think um there was a few younger ones maybe mm. that they were trying to get into maybe some academies or something right. in europe so you were kind of playing against some some boys right um i think it was run well yeah mm. I, I mean i don't have anything really bad to say about them i think they're good people and yeah. doing it for the right reasons so um i don't know what they're doing now are they kind of doing the same thing soccer pass I'm I'm not sure to be honest. Combines? I'm not sure to be honest. I know I know Fabian trains uh, has his own teams that he trains, yeah, and is helping a few players. He's gotten a few players contracts recently, but I'm not sure if he's doing the combines at all. I think for a lot of these, it's important to to know people who've done it or seen people who have done it, and they can vouch for like the owner or the runner. Yeah. So Fabian is he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. So for that alone, he's not doing this to take your money it's right you know but there's and costs involved with all of these things sure, you know? these guys course. can't do it for free and this is what you have to no, understand th- i mean their time their time is money number one so you're never gonna you're never gonna get something for free and yeah. and then second of all it's like you said it's best if you can have someone vouch for like oh no they did place players here there 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 and there and yeah. also know that like it wasn't that they're just putting their name on this player's contract. Like, oh, this player made it here. and Which can be done sometimes. Too. Which can yeah, be so done. Do, so dig up do your little, homework. Dig it up. Dig it, yeah. do, do some, some uh, digging. searching, digging on the internet. And yeah. uh, you can usually find this stuff out. Yeah, I mean, on their website, they'll always have success stories usually. Yeah. Yeah. But on, like Sean said, a lot of the times they can be um, misleading a little misleading or exaggerating really what their process was in it. Right. It could be someone who just went to one of their combines mm-hmm. and later got signed by someone else and it could have nothing to do with them. Right. I'm not saying to any combine in particular, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, soccer pass, I thought that it was, it was a range of talents, but you know, really cool that it was Lucas Boamorte right there in the flesh. I don't think there was any other scouts there at the time. So I think it was like, no, I think it was just solely was him. There. Yeah. No, it was just it was just Luis, and he was scouting for two teams in Portugal. That so the thing with Luis was cool is that he was at that time he was Arsenal's scout for Portugal. Mm. So he he was in charge of Arsenal's scouting in Portugal. So we traveled. uh, We'll get to that, but I went on a, a short trip with him to Porto to scout a youth team and the men's team, which was very cool. Um, but he was not scouting for Arsenal at this combine. He was just scouting for one of his boyhood clubs um, and then like another club in that same league in the third league. And yeah. he was basically so just got, doing You got to keep these things in mind is that yeah. like they're not going to be looking for a player for Arsenal no. at a combine in Virginia. Like and it just, just because he works so, for them, it doesn't mean he could do that either. Yeah, but they you, but they didn't they didn't try and they weren't misleading on this. They, no, I'm no. Sure I don't even know if they mentioned that. Portugal. Yeah, it yeah, was maybe we just did, maybe we just found that out ourselves. Yeah, I know going yeah. into it, it was definitely for Portugal, um, but it was very yeah. cool. It worked out for me. I got something for Portugal, um, but that didn't turn out to be actually great. 
with timing and everything. Yeah, uh, but still. But cool experience and good connection. The connection with Fabian actually wound up getting me into Mongolia. Um, but then that brings us to soccer visa. So we did this in September and I found out that uh, they wanted me to go over to Portugal. But then I said it was taking a long time and the soccer visa combine was at the end of November. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do soccer visa because I know I have the Portugal thing, but the trial, I have this Mongolian yeah. contract. That's a possibility. Yeah. Right. Why not? Go do this combine with you and Pell and Riv, I think, was there as well. And, First one, yeah. And uh, see what happens. Network, play more, get more training, possible, a different contract. You know, I haven't signed anything up until this point. And the Portugal thing was taking a lot longer than I expected. Um, so then we went there. And then you could tell your story about that, which is... Yeah, I've told it before, but basically I played well and... Um, even though I suffered an injury, they helped me out and got me a contract in Australia without having to go on trial. I think that happens a lot for Australia because mm-hmm. it's a long ways to go for trial. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of the times they'll go off recommendations and connections and they had a good connect with a young coach, uh, Ben Brookfield, who, uh, we had on talking about, you know, youth soccer and yeah, it worked out. It worked out for me. Um, to go into soccer visa a little bit more, it's a it's another one that they used to do three day combines. So Joe Funicello there, um, it's a very very you know determined entrepreneur kind of guy, and so they've changed. They they try and see what works and what sticks. When we were doing these combine sessions, it was a three day combine, um, very similar how we said it, some short sided, then it goes into some some bigger games. But one of the things I always liked about Soccer Visa was that they marketed it as like, you're going to learn, you're going to learn a lot here. So we'll be straight up with you. You know, Joe will come over and I think he made it a point to go over and talk to every single person. There's a line at the end and they go and they talk to him and he says one or two things and, you know, he's brutally honest with you sometimes. I've been to two of them. The first time, you know, he's like, do you're a baller. The second time he's like, He's like, you didn't show me the same shit as last time. So I like that. I like honesty. I like honesty in these combines and I like information. I think there is a lot that we learned there in terms of the industry. And one of the big things that we'll talk about is that, I mean, the networking. This was, this was a point when we were brainstorming, Sean, you came up with this and, and one of the, really one of the, like the forgotten things, but one of the biggest things about these combines um, is that you meet very like-minded people and very like-minded athletes who are trying to get the same exact thing as you. So like, if you don't get the contract with, and you know, a lot of these combines, Sean and I didn't get anything. So, mm-hmm. but what, I mean, what it, go into what you said, like, what can you do in these combines that can really set you up for later? Yeah. So this is an important point getting into the professional game in general and this could even be in the youth or in college as well. Every time you play, whether it's pickup, a real game, the players that you're playing against or with are potential like connections for you for the future. Every single one. Okay, way. so with Soccer Visa, he, he said that in the beginning, like just because we're not going to get you a contract today or get you with a team, there might be a player here that thinks you're a good player. You get chatting with him. 
you become friends. He likes the way you play. He goes and signs for a team. They're looking for a player, your position. He makes a phone call and that's it. And now speaking of this, this happened in a way. So I went to Portugal with another player from soccer pass and uh, neither of us got signed in Portugal. Then Fabian had to do another try, another combine to get three more players for the team in Mongolia. They wanted a, a center midfielder, another center back with, to play with me and a, and a, a striker. And then that same player uh, came to the combine and I haven't spoken to him since, but I saw in Portugal, like this kid's a very good player. And I said to him um, like this, I know what Fabian's looking for. Like make sure you like play up top. Like that's just, that's where you play. Cause he, he went to Portugal as like a left winger left back, which he would have fit great there. But like for the Mongolian lead, obviously it's a little different. And sure enough, that's what happened. And that was it. So because I already knew him, I already played with mm-hmm. him for a week. Mm-hmm. I've seen him play. Saw him in Virginia mm-hmm. once, then saw him in Portugal. I want him on my team. If I'm going to Mongolia, yeah. he's a player I yeah. want. Yeah. Right? And I said before we started, like, dude, this is this is the deal. This is what he's this is what he's looking for. He didn't tell the players that's what he's looking for, of course. But you know, when you go to these combines, the scouts have an they have an idea of what they're looking for. They might be the head coach, the assistant coach, and they go on this trip and they're looking for a six holding midfielder they're looking for a left-footed left back and unfortunately if you're a right-footed winger they're not really going to look at you no matter how good you play matter you they can't take you back that's not what they're there to look for 100 so um knowing these things and knowing that players can always be a possible connection um it's a really important thing and even in germany here that's happened many times with me is that teams friends of friends knows a coach they basically background check me with the player and then that's it as long as they confirm what they see in the field then it's like okay we want them and that's a lot of i mean coaches trust players and i mean a lot of the times like sean said if they're if they're not looking for you in your for your position one of those guys gets signed you know a lot of people in these combines get signed when you don't and it just happens you know if you make the connections with them and they see that you're a good player who they just overlooked, you know, a lot of times guys over anything else, like I see it more than, more than anything else is players will stick out. Like they'll stick their necks out for other players, mm-hmm. especially if you don't play their position. So what do they have to lose? If they think yeah. you're a good player, you come in and you're playing a different position. Sean's a center back. I'm a center mid or a winger or whatever. Like if he thinks I'm good enough to play and make his team better, that's going to make Sean look better. So these players will always do this always. And I've made nothing has ever come like concrete, but I've, you know, I'm always talking to players that I've either gone to trials with, or I went on a, um, you know, like a tour with soccer visa in Iceland. And, you know, a lot of the guys I'm still, I could still talk to say happy birthday to, or Mm -hmm. talk about their contract and, you know, a, a lot of these guys, like I would do for them, would say, look, if you need something, there's this, you know? Exactly. Yep. And still, like right now, a lot of guys, I'm, you know, burying that Germany is kind of like still in lockdown. There was a lot of guys that I would love to try and help out here because I right. think they would flourish here. But obviously, the timing is terrible. But these are the these are the type of connections that yep. you can make. And the networking is so goddamn key. Yeah. It's so important. And you never know when you're going to be the person on the end waiting. Yeah. You're you're reaching out to people who you know are playing 
being like, hey, mm-hmm. do you have any idea of a team or a country or a league that you think might have an opportunity? And, and dude, I mean, you think about it, like if you're going to play abroad and you're with a bunch of foreigners, it can be quite tough if you don't have someone who's from your country who doesn't speak like the language. Right. So like I would love if I mean, obviously, they spoke the language in Australia, but I would have loved if another one of you guys came out with me just like it was nicer in Sweden because I was sure. with some Americans and just like it was much easier to integrate into Germany because I was living and playing with you. Yeah, like it's it. A lot of the times it makes the person happier off the field than on the field because you can benefit them in in tons of different ways. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so this is so we can we can from here we can go on how to act at a combine or open tryout. Right. Like yeah, the, yes. the entire yeah. time, you know, outside the facility, inside the facility, around the facility, in the local area. You, Mm -hmm. this is all a job interview. You don't know who sees you. You don't know who you might, you might go into a supermarket and the scout is there, right? And you're, you never know. A lot of the times you don't know who the scouts are. No idea. Sometimes you do just because they're all sitting together. But a lot of the times it's kind of like, where is he? Like, where's Waldo? He's he's in there somewhere. They're they're not always going to wear, oh, they're scouting for Chelsea. They're going to wear a Chelsea tracksuit. It's not always Mm -hmm. the case. Just wear plain clothes. They don't want, maybe they don't want you to know because then it's just added pressure they just mm-hmm. how they can speak to you and, and you never know and they see how you are. There's mm-hmm. so many reasons that a scout would want to know the type of person you are before they even see you play or after you, you, they see you play. You know, if I yeah. know this is a scout, I might speak differently to him. But, you For know, sure. if I think I played well and then some guy comes up to me and starts talking to me, I could be like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. So you what's know? something that you should what's something that you should definitely not be doing when so you're at a at a combine? turn your phone off. You don't Turn need to your be on your freaking phone. phone off. You do not need to be on your phone. We're going to say his name. Unfortunately, <laughs> we had a player. <laughs> I mean, this is Pell. I hope you're listening to this. So we're I said one out of five. So we'll see. We're, we're in Virginia and Luis Boamorte has like 90 caps for Portugal, Portuguese national team, played for Arsenal, <laughs> played for West Ham, scored a ton of goals in the Premier League. And he's like making two teams for a full field 11 v 11. And he's like, you know, Vinny in goal and Vinny is eating a banana scrolling through nothing on his phone and he said it like again and then Pell did the uh, huh and he's like getting goal and you know at that point you know with a mouthful of banana (laughs) at that point you knew (laughs) okay that's he, he just he probably just lost any shot he had yeah whether he did or whether he didn't doesn't matter because after that he had no shot if you're going to be, if you're acting like this in a combine, what are you going to be doing when you get actually on the team? The coach there's is people, literally telling you with the teams and you're, you yeah. can't pay attention. You're on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's people who showed up late at the soccer visa ones and um, Joe always says it. And if you follow soccer visa, he'll say it in his videos all the time. Is like, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. Of course. So those people who were not on the field beforehand, you know, getting ready, showing like the professionalism, a lot of the times it's, okay, he's a good player, but is he going to stick it out for a season abroad, you know? Or is he going to be crying back to his mom? Or is he mm-hmm. going to be, you know, pouting? Is he going to assimilate well? Right. They're looking at a lot of things in these Are you complaining on the field? Are you complaining Are you when you're off the field? Yeah, Are you complaining, yeah, yeah. oh, this player, you know, got into the game one, which is supposedly the best players. I'm playing in game two. That's ridiculous. I'm better than this player. Players hear this, one number one, which is your network. And then the coaches hear this. 
Mm-hmm. And that's an immediate, if I hear a player doing that, I'm not putting my neck out for them because I know when they get yeah. abroad into a tough situation, what are they going to do? They're probably exactly. going to quit. And you want and professionals and you you're, need professionals. The, these guys are building a brand and they need faces that they know are going to going to, you know, be outstanding professionals and outstanding representations of what their exactly. company is trying to, to, you know, produce right. and sell and make money from these companies need to make money. This is their, their, va- the value of the business. Sure. The, the, the head guy that runs it, sure where he's played his connections, but the value of the, of these combines is the amount of players and who these players and where they're playing, where have they, if they don't sign contracts, if there's no players that sign contracts from the combines then the combines worth nothing. Then they get nothing. But yeah, if you see, they, wow, a hundred players based on their players, yeah, hundred players in the course of three years signed for professional teams, mm-hmm. company must know something, right? This, yeah. this has to be an opportunity, yeah. and that's their value. So they they want to put players out. That's how they're going to last. Because like InfoSport, at some point, people realize, okay, they made money for a few years, but then word gets out, and especially now with with social media, it, you're not going to be done. able to do that. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that exactly. for a long time. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those where the bad, it's one of these things where bad press is not equal. You know, there's no such, what is it? No such thing as bad press that doesn't equate in these kind of businesses, because right. like you said, you're judged off of how the players proceed after your combines. Yeah. If no one's getting picked up, then, you know, you will cease to exist. Yeah. And you see a lot of, a lot of companies kind of come in and kind of go out because for whatever reason. So stay off your phone. Be a professional. I mean, all these things. It's it's things that we shouldn't have to tell you, but at the end of the day, it's like you have to be mindful of these things because it's not just about how you play in 30 minutes or in a session. Everything. It's all They're looking at everything. Everything. All together. And um, I guess we can move on to to another company that you you did not do. At this time, you were in Sweden. Foosball Project. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I did that. Um, Chats did that foosball project. I did that after after I came back from Mongolia. Um, I knew one of the guys that, that started the company, Evan, and went to the combine in New York City. Same mm-hmm. same exact style as all the other combines we've mentioned. Three day event, pretty much open open thing, mm-hmm. um, and pay a small amount of money, maybe a hundred bucks. Um, ah, so good deal. And and yeah, same thing. Small-sided play, same exact setup as the others. Then afterwards, after the three days, um, every single the Max, the one of the main guys, spoke to everyone, gave feedback, immediate feedback. Um, okay, so he gave individual out, one-on-one feedback. Like I said, waited online, um, spoke to him after. He said he likes what nice. he saw. Um, you know, of course, he did know who I was beforehand because of Evan, so he knew. This helps. When I got there, this always helps. And then they reached out to me a few weeks later, uh, basically said, you know, head over to Germany immediately. And then, yeah, met an agent out here. And then he brought me to some teams and signed the contract. And then eventually Dill came here. So through the grapevine, that's how Dylan basically got to Germany as well. Honestly, yeah, I have to thank Foosball Project too. I mean, um, I never went to a combine. I know Evan uh, met him out here and... So he played for Altena, which is in Sean and I's league. Yep. And yeah, I never went through them, but I guess I have to be really thankful indirectly because this is, again, it goes back to me knowing a player. Now, Sean is a, a great network. connect because we played and 
college together, and that doesn't always happen. But Sean gets a contract out here from paying money to go to a combine and producing. What did I do? I was doing other things, had a resume, and Sean knew me. That's what I did. I didn't pay exactly to – I just paid for the flight out here and some some rent to stay on a a mailed couch. (laughs) But, yeah, thank thank you to them. I mean – I think it's another, I think a lot of these are examples of, 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 you know, guys who want to help some of the underdogs, maybe, you know, yeah. kind of find their way in Europe and get professional contracts because, um, you know, there's just, there's just not that much opportunity in the U S unless you mm-hmm. carry a name, carry some weight or, right. you know, know someone there's, I, I guess there are many possibilities, but the, it's also a very good chance that you never even get a look. So Specifically, I know, you know, for me, Soccer Visa, I think, really does that. Um, Foosball Project does that. Soccer Pass does that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to weigh everything because they're a business. They need to make money. So for these reasons, I think we can kind of talk about when you choose one of these companies or anything in this, because, I mean, there's a ton. Mm -hmm. But always you kind of want to be mindful of the costs and kind of weigh that against your chance. So InfoSport, high cost, low chance. That was like the end of the spectrum. And then, you know, if you're paying less and it's maybe a little smaller, but, you know, they have a good resume, guys talk mm-hmm. about the company well, and, you know, they have a good social media standard. And, you know, these are things that you have to, to weigh. If it's free, right? you know, really there's nothing to lose. Um if, it, if you have to go really far, I think you should always weigh that too. Like mm-hmm. Sean flying across the country to Portland. Yeah, you had a place to stay. So weigh that in. So mm-hmm. all of these costs, because at the end of the day, you are an entrepreneur, I think, afterwards. And you're, yeah. you know, you can make money, like we said in other ones, you can balance it. Um, but that doesn't mean that you should just blindly throw money at each one. Yeah. Like be mindful and be strategic and think about which ones you think you're going to get seen in and then weigh those costs and, you know, travel, all of these things. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's another thing is like, if you can find combines. So I went to another one, AX soccer tours. That's a very big one. Mm. They do a lot of um, advertising on social media. You never told me about this. So where was this? Yeah. So this is in Florida. This is at the national training center. In, uh, oh, nice. So playing on dope fields, not St. Not St. Pete's. Uh, it's near Tampa. It's around Saint there. Pete. St. Petersburg is that not St. Petersburg is, but it's that's where I stayed. Is that in so, Russia? So it was a friend. It was a friend. <laughs> it was a friend of a friend, and I went okay. with him and stayed with his friend at his at okay. his parents' house. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we did this event for three days because he knew the guy running the thing. I don't remember if I paid anything. If I paid, it was like fifty dollars or hundred dollars. Nice. It was, so knowing someone going was, and knowing someone in it is it was always a nice. minuscule price compared to what they're charging other people. Gotcha. Um, and it was, I mean, it was legit. I mean, it was okay. Obviously, nice to be in seventy-five degrees in December, number one, and playing on the perfect grass fields. Um, like I said, at the National Training Camp Center, so it's as the fields couldn't get better, and there were real coaches there, and people got real uh, contracts from this from this specific combine. Uh, probably I did not play my best. And, um, at the time I played center back there and there were better center backs than I. So for me immediately, I don't think any of them got anything, but if, if I'm not performing better than the other, my competition, then it is what it is. 
Who but, to blame? Yeah. But it's I can't say the combine was a joke because um, someone got a, a contract second tier in uh, Norway. And then uh, my friend's brother, younger brother, got or was given the opportunity to take a contract with uh, FC Midland, the team in Denmark. Midgetland. At Midgetland, as Wags would say, which is a legit team. I'm uh, playing to Champions play with, League. Yeah, to play with their under-23 team. But uh, there were some reasons he didn't take it still in college and whatnot. Um, but still, Damn. very, yeah, very legit opportunity. The coaches were there. These are the actual assistant coaches from these teams. So um, didn't work out for me, but people have gotten contracts that I know. So take it with a grain of salt. Would I have paid the full price? Absolutely not. But because I paid a very little amount, I only had to pay for a flight, had a free place to stay. It was basically a vacation in December. For me, it just made sense. Why not? But this is also to say, though, that like, if you do think you have a good chance, sometimes you do have to dish out some money and sometimes you may have to travel. Exactly. So again, it just goes into weighing it. I mean, I followed them for a while on social media and stuff. Um, they have a very big Scandinavian presence. So placing yes. players in Norway, Sweden, Finland, Denmark. I think I saw like Faroe Islands some some yeah. U.S. contracts too. So they do have a good standard and that's important because teams will take them more seriously if you do well in their combines or if they go see you. Um, one thing I think people can look at is like when a, when a combine, so if a combine says, you know, this team is represented or this team is coming to scout, if they don't mention who is coming a lot of the times, it's like, hmm, you know, like who's coming? Yeah. You know, is this some guy that just knows someone on that team? You know, like right. I – and this is, I mean, I don't know if this is, maybe sometimes they just want to be private, but I always liked knowing exactly who is coming. And then yeah. I could look, okay, this guy is actually the assistant coach for Midgetland, you know? Exactly. And Which that's something, it's just another tip. Sometimes that can mean something, sometimes not, because a lot of what happens too is, let's just take, say, uh, a coach from Midgetland. <laughs> let's just it. say Chelsea, Chelsea FC. Someone knows, some, someone knows them, right? He knows an, yeah. a, a youth coach. Mm -hmm. The person of the combine pays for his flight and stay, room and board, to come to America. Yeah, they pay for all of these guys. Yeah. So for these coaches, it's it's like trip to America, which is awesome, for free. Now, maybe they're going to find a really good player for their team. Maybe they're just taking a free vacation. This is this is a possibility, and this, is definitely, this definitely happens. Sometimes coaches they might bring three or four players back with them and sometimes they have no interest if they see someone that's exceptional oh this player is going to walk into the starting 11 all right maybe i'll take i'll i'll do something with that but other than that they're not interested and you never know this is just it's a good point that knowing that knowing that the level of of what you're trying to get to should be reasonable and the fact that like a chelsea scout isn't coming to you know these kind of pay tryouts to know? watch a kid with baseball so, so like have a it, it just kind of goes back to it, it's important to have a knowledge of where the game is at in europe and these kind of what the levels are mm -hmm. so you can definitely go back and listen to some of our episodes and we'll continue to talk about what we know and these knowledges but you know just knowing that like if a, if if someone who plays you know juventus isn't coming to this to this combine 
but a second team, a second division team in Denmark, that's much more attainable. And yeah, he's probably coming, right? You know, because these are some levels that they could be looking for. Okay, this player slipped through the cracks. So it's always you have to be reasonable when you're looking at these things right. all the time. Right. And AF, I mean, AX Soccer, I've seen a lot of success stories on their, on their site. Um, I was looking into what they offer right now. Um, and they still do these combines. So I think there's it's $500 um, for a three-day thing. They also do like some residencies in Spain. Okay. And so I'm not sure what goes into that. I know I've seen a lot of these companies kind of come up with where you're, you're living and you're playing and then scouts are coming in. A lot of companies mm -hmm. do different versions of this. Um, some better than others. So it's something to look into, but also remember that, you know, a lot of the times it's not like, you're not going into a professional team right away. So yeah. it's an opportunity to live, um, sometimes work, eat. You're, I mean, you're living the game and kind of what it feels to be like a professional, but it doesn't necessarily equate that you're going to get everything. Yeah. So another thing of weighing the cost and all of these things, but there are more combines and more tours. So the difference between a tour and a combine is sometimes tours will take a group of players and they will go travel in Europe or Australia, wherever it may be, and they will play against a few teams. Um, like you'll join a team, an American team or a Canadian team that will go and play against a few teams, wherever yeah. it may be. I know that... Um, PSC does one, uh, AX soccer does one too. I think they do one. Um, soccer visa did one for a little bit. I did one when we would go yeah. play, uh, Icelandic teams, guys got contracts from that. I know guys get contracts from PSC all the time. They have a lot of success stories, some big, some, a lot bigger ones. They've had some premier league players, haven't they? PSC. Didn't, yeah. Didn't what's his name who plays for, uh, Brighton. Who's the big forward? Played for Brighton, Glenn Murray. I'm pretty sure he went through like PSC. Really? I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna look that up. So fact checked us too. Mm, I don't know. Um, I haven't really. That's another one that does it. That does a combine. Um, and I'm not sure if you have to do well in the combine to get invited to the to the um, tour, or you can sign up for the tour. I think you can just sign up for the tour. And they've played teams in Sweden and stuff. Uh, I had a buddy who played who did a thing there. He said it was really good level. Um, they give you feedback. Um, I don't think he got anything from it, but just another one that's possible for people out there and weighing the cost, where the combine is, is it in your area? Are you fit and ready? A lot of the times, don't just go because it, it's there. Like you sh should be ready for these things. Yeah. So that that's two things there. You have to be ready. So when, you, when you're out of contract too as an amateur, like trying to make it in the game, you have to be ready 365 days a year. We've talked about this in trials, preparation. But secondly... When you go to these combines, you're going to see a lot of familiar faces every at every combine. Yeah. There's there will always be a number of players. Oh, I saw you. I saw you at soccer. Pieces. Oh, I saw you at foosball projects. Oh, I saw you at AX soccer tours. And what happens is these players might then become your network because it's like, okay, we're in the same boat here. Didn't work like out for us at people, that combine. Yeah. Didn't work out for this. But I know this guy is going to keep going after it, even though he gets told no. Yeah. Let me get his number and we'll talk if I get on a team. Yeah, and you played with them. You played on the 11v11, so you know and what he can do and you like playing with him maybe. Like there's so many factors. I think if there's something to take from this is that 
like don't just be shy sit in the corner and don't talk to anyone because you're focusing on making sure you play well like there's more to get from these combines than just that believe it it's or not. crazy that they're it's it's basically a networking event it's a networking soccer, event right? where you play soccer it really is <laughs> I mean, a lot of the times, because I'm sure that obviously the amount of people who come versus the amount of people who get contracts, yep. one the, that I mean, the former really outweighs the latter. Oh, so I bet you it's, day, it's it's like a half a percent. Oh, it's minuscule because I mean, it's probably less it, than that. But, it couldn't be. It couldn't be so high. But I bet if you take a large number of those players, if you look a few years down the road, did they ever get a contract? The players that stuck with it, probably. And is yeah, it from a, from, a, from a connection from the combine? It could be. Whether it's from the people that made money in the combine or just another player there, or it could be a parent or a friend of someone who went there and saw you playing. It could, it's, a, it's a networking event, like you said, that you play it's soccer. That's so grab fun. a drink and grab a drink and you know get out there with the name tag and start introducing yourself. Just stay off your phone. Talk to people in front of you. Hi, I'm Sean, and I like Chelsea Football Club. And <laughs> No, but seriously, I mean – to get into a few more before we kind of go on is um, another one is Soccer Smart. There's another company that does um, combines. I think they do a lot of, um, I don't think they do tours, but they place a lot of players. And it's funny enough that I, I did talk to them when I was out in Sweden because I was just looking for the next thing. And yeah, we found, we saw like a lot of the guys randomly in a bar in Urebro, which is a city out there. And we just like talked the entire night and about opportunities. It fell through ultimately, um, but they have some pullout in Australia and Sweden. Gibraltar Spain, is an interesting one. Like... And Alicante, Spain. They do like an academy in Alicante. Mm. Um, I've seen a few players that I've known from other combines like soccer visa and stuff go there. Mm-hmm. A place to play. And I think, you know, you get another one where you can make your way up. A lot of the times you know, it's about taking a contract where you can work your way up and at least you're playing. Yeah. So with a lot of, a lot of these, like you may think that you're going to go in getting a contract that's like, you know, super good. But a lot of the times, like it could just be the only thing you can get and take it and get your foot in the door. Get out of the country and get play. out of the country. Yeah. Playing, playing is the most yeah. important thing. Playing is the most Keep important thing. Because 100%. you cannot get better if you're not playing. Now, before I think combines, we've covered a lot. Now, Sean, you did an open tryout, so let's talk briefly about invite only versus open tryouts. I think maybe it's pretty common sense on what the difference is. Invite only is usually a smaller pool of players that maybe they know or players that they have know. So a lot of the times, guys who are on the team could be doing you a solid. They do a lot of invite only tryouts in the U.S. like a ton. Yeah. Where they actually have like a lot of people come. So now, now, but are you talking about because I don't have any experience with an invite only for a team. A team does it like an invite only of players that they're looking for. Didn't you do one here in Germany? The red I mean, and white a, team. It's more trials here. I've. But was, I'm trying was, to think if I've done was, an invite were there only. Any, I know players who've done. You know what I'm saying? Like when there's actually no players on the team, but the team is hosting it. It's similar to the Portland yeah, thing. I've never seen that in Europe. I've never yeah, seen okay. that in Europe. I think this is another thing that's only – like in Europe, they always want to see you with the guys if they yeah. think you have a chance. So it's only trials really in Europe. Yeah. In the U.S., I know that um, some USL clubs 
Um, I almost went to a Rochester Rhinos one back in the day, but I ended up going to, um, I think, soccer visa combine instead. But there are invite-only tryouts that you can get into. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how current and how if they're rare now or if they're done a lot. I see a lot of open tryouts though. Mm-hmm. A lot of open yeah. tryouts where anyone can sign up. It's another thing like a combine. Um, Tron's was open tryouts for Portland too. So these ones, I see a lot of times, especially with the bigger clubs, the MLS clubs, they'll have these open tryouts. And for me, that's a red flag right away. Yeah, um, just from experience and talking to guys, you know, again, don't take our word always as Bible, but I mean, these open trials, a lot of the times they're just money grabs because they will yeah. accept anyone. There's no background information right. needed here where your credit card goes here and your name goes here. Uh, maybe give us a position and don't tell us if you play soccer or not, but yeah, there's but no, there's you no, have, <laughs> you Dylan, you made a good point before about like, be realistic. Why would why would an MLS team have waste their time on an open tryout when they can go to any of the youth academies in the US and watch a U16, U17 game with all academy players, all national they, team players? Why would they waste their time going to watch uh, you know, Bobby with his baseball cleats on who just got back from lacrosse practice? Bobby, Bobby baseball cleats is here. <laughs> He's got a shin guards taped to his baseball bat. Why do they want to see Pablo Sanchez just finish backyard baseball? Hey, he's a they, secret weapon. Don't you talk they, about Pablo Sanchez like that? You just have to like just Dude, look they, at it they realistically. Employ, they employ and, people full time to be scouts. These clubs. Yeah, exactly. That's a red flag right there. Like if if there is if there is nobody reaching out to see who you are or anything, and you can just sign up to me, it's a little bit of a red flag. You know, they should be they should be concerned about the level because if they're not and Bobby baseball shoes, Bobby baseball cleats is playing against you like these are all massive, massive red flags. Yeah, massive. And and you would be you'll you'd be surprised the type of people that will come to these events. Like, honestly, the first time I went to one of these, the, the Portland one, it reminded me of like. You know, when you watch this is just a real tangent, you watch American Idol and it's like this guy's voice is so bad. How did his family say like, man, you have yeah, no yeah, chance. Yeah. Who I mean, who are like, your friends? And they're telling you that players, you should like, go for You this. know, they played FIFA and they're like, oh, wow, I like playing video games. Let me go play professional soccer. Like, that's what it seems to me, because it's like they've never kicked the ball. Like my five year old self could would be better than them. And it's a shame that these clubs are taking advantage of them because uh, exactly. at the end of the day, it's just paying for, for, I don't know who the money's going to. I don't know. Like, do they really need these money yeah, from these open tryouts? Know. Who is know. actually getting, if you're getting a contract from an open trial, please reach out to us. Please. I've, I think it's quite rare unless you know someone and the open tryout now is like the same meshed in with invite only tryouts and you have to, like, if you have to apply, I think it's a little different. We're talking about open trials where you go on a freaking contact sign form, up. sign up, and there's nothing else to it. To me, that yeah. is, I mean, come on. Yeah. But if, like, you have to, like, email a coach and send a resume and then they get back to you, that's different. And that could still be in between an invite only and an open mm-hmm. tryout. Like, use your judgment here. Use your common sense and what they're looking for. Because it, all of this is a dirty business. Go back and listen to dirt. What is it? Dirty footy. Dirty footy. That was an early side. episode. That's that was way back. Way back. back. That was back. So, with, who are we? 
Absolutely. Let's so to wrap it up here, we can kind of talk about some of the the main points from what makes a good combine or a tryout. So I think one of the first things is what is it providing? Are they giving you feedback? Are they getting you in touch with, you know, real scouts who are there? Are they educating you? You know, there's a multitude of things. Like what are, what are they providing for you besides Do you have going, a connection with these people? Do you have a connection is a, is a is a that's, big one. That's, that's a big Also one. very that's what probably one of the biggest is do you have a connection somewhere along the line? It could be just a friend of a friend that knows the owner. So now he's looking at, he's looking at you a little bit more than you normally would have. There's that helps, a, a lot of I that. did not it have helps. a, I did not have any connection in soccer. You did not, you did not. So obviously the, the main thing in all of these you have is you well. have the ball. You, you have, have the to ball. Play well. Yeah. You have the ball. Um, another one, again, common sense. Are they providing real and reachable opportunities? Are they telling you that, you know, Arsenal's going to be there. Are they telling you that a third division club in Sweden is going to be there? Fourth okay. division club. There's many levels that are very, very good that you would think, ah, oh, it's fourth tier. I mean, fourth tier in Germany is very, very good. For, I mean, a fourth tier team, Essen, just beat Bayer Leverkusen. Right. It didn't make me feel great because we lost 7-0, but it was still dope. <laughs> hey, you only lost one nothing in your half. That's what I'm saying, baby. I mean, and what else I, we got? I think, I think the biggest thing to take away is that this is a networking event. So networking, of course, of course yes. you have to play well. Of course, you have to be mm-hmm. fit. But mm-hmm. understand that the entire time you're at this event or around the event, you are talking to people, networking, talking to coaches, talking to players, being a nice person. Like, no one want, no one wants to befriend just a guy who's complaining or bitching about everything. Bitching about how terrible this comment is. They lie. They're, you know, why are you here? People will remember that over because you being a good player. Exactly. Exactly. And and also when you on you are playing in these games, you have to understand that you have to be, have a right balance of being very competitive and trying to like push your team to win whatever game it is. And at the same mm-hmm. time, not being too hard because you don't know these people. And another thing to add to that is finding the right balance of showcasing what you can do individually and then showcasing yourself as a, as a team, team player. player. Exactly. Because it's a, it is a tough balance because, you know, Sean, my game is not necessarily to beat three guys and score. Like yeah. I'm a link player and I find spaces and triangles and I think my vision. Right. So for that, you know, it is important still to show that I can score. So I did that in some combines, but then also like, it's tough. You have to find the right balance of, of both. Don't be the guy that goes there and tries to dribble five players though, yeah. because they see that too, you yeah. know. And that's a red They're flag. They're watching. But it's a, a lot of it, a lot of this just comes with experience. A very, I mean, we've been, I've been doing tryouts since I was like ten. So it's. I it's, mean, we spend a lot of money, and it's kind we of all the same thing. Know exactly what you have to do, and we know exactly which ones we feel like we have a real chance at. So, I mean, a lot of the times you're going to spend money on ones, and you're going to make mistakes. But I think that's part of it because. I mean, you know, people are in worse positions than us financially, so it is tougher. But sure. you can make money. So, you know, sometimes you have to take the risk, you know, be yeah. mindful, but sometimes you can take the risk. Lastly, we, I mean, we have this written here. Um, I've, I'll, I think I've only done one, but for those, those high school listeners that we have, those open college tryouts, I think, I think they probably still do these a lot. They did them a lot when I was going to college and I did one for UMass Amherst. Oh, I did Division do one. one for this. Yes, I did do this. And, yeah, this I haven't thought about this till we were making notes. And I mean, 
it's another one that felt like now going and hearing about open tryouts and shit, it felt exactly the same where they had a few guys that they were looking at and wanted to see how they played and how, how they were coachable. Yeah. And then the rest of us, no matter what you were doing, it was like, so again, be mindful. If you can talk to the coach before and really get yourself out there, Mm -hmm. that's a better case scenario. Right. Um, Another one, if you can just sign up regularly without talking to anyone in a Mm -hmm. contact form, it's a red flag. It's a red card, Mike Dean. Right. Yeah. Those open college tryouts. I can now, I can remember, I think it was for, um, Gosh, I'm forgetting the name. I mean, you want to aim high too because but you it, just want it to was it was a few like pretty decent Division One programs, but like you could see, there was the people that just signed up, including myself, and then there was a few foreign players that I guess they're looking at firsthand that they probably invited. These people didn't pay; they wanted to see them in firsthand playing. And then I look on the roster, and they they're on the team. So I can't remember how much the costs were, but I I kind of remember them being quite high. Yeah. You I don't know. In, I think my parents in, paid for me back then. So. Yeah, same. Staying but, in a dorm. But actually, you know, and it's funny. I did one of those events and a player there, I wound up meeting him the following. It was like this was probably in the spring of senior year. And he was at Nike the Chance that summer. Connections. And he, he, played with, he played with someone I knew from my club team. So it's like Small world. even back then, you, you meet the same people. You might find them somewhere else. <laughs> Sean had his name tag on back then too. He just knew. Yes. It's a giant, it's a giant marketing event. This entire is. thing is just a giant, you know, who's like who in the twilight zone. I know. Seriously. <laughs> it though. really but is. It's, it's, it's so entrepreneurial. I think is when yeah. you surround yourself with people who are like-minded and trying to do the same things. It's like, we talked about it again, the five people you surround yourself with, the people that you look up to, the people that you contact and stuff, all of these things. It's just, it comes back full circle because there's a lot of, there's a lot of good that players do for you. It's not always agents and scouts and stuff, you know, because they're a little farther removed from it, even if they have been through this process. So players, a lot of the time will kind of be those, you know, those freaking guardian angels that help you get something. 100%. There's so many reasons and so many times when you can meet people. So don't be on your phone. Don't shy away. You know, you're going to learn. You're going to fail and do some of these combines and these tryouts and stuff. But again, I mean, we've talked about it in the, in the trials. One failure does not mark you. So it's just another opportunity to prove yourself somewhere else. Yeah. And with that, I mean, the, how we end the podcast every episode, this is how your attitude needs to be when, when you're at these combines. Mm-hmm. Keep moving forward. Keep learning. Make your own path. I mean, that's that's basically do i need to be here okay <laughs> all right that, that's basically the attitude you need for all of this right yeah 100 percent for you, life you, it's, i mean especially in these combines because it's a lot of times you'll you'll i was told no sean was told no more times than we've been told yes. oh yeah oh, and yeah. most people i think most people would say the exact same so yep just you know dust yourself off and keep going so sure. all right so yeah until next time Keep moving forward. Keep learning. Make your own path. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Footwork Podcast is sponsored by ourselves, but not for long. But we're in partnerships with Merchant Designs, Kong Fitness, and much more. Well, head of mustaches, too. I mean, we got to give him a shout out. Of course. But really, keep plugging and passing. Follow us, Twitter, Footwork Podcast. 
Instagram uh, at footwork underscore podcast. Also our own Instagrams. Sean, what's yours? At Sean Vinberg. And mine is at Dylan two ends underscore Williams. Had to make Ooh, it tough on you. Two ends. Yeah. But and our YouTube channel. Footwork please podcast. Subscribe easy. At yep. Footwork podcast. That's an easy one. Yeah. Like the videos, videos comments, comments, all the stuff helps. Share it, plug in and pass it. And those ratings on Apple podcasts, keep them coming. Let's try to get to 50, get to a hundred. Let's, let's get this. We're shooting. We're going for the moon. Shooting this for the stars. Have anything you want mentioned on the podcast. Want to join us as a guest. Email us at footworkpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget that the footwork 50 is still going on right now. Link in the Instagram. Box. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. We'll be right back.